Yes, hello folks. Welcome to Monday's Beyond the Pitch, uh, weekly Manchester United show today. I'm joined with the magnificent Miss Nicole Deans at Miss Nicole Deans, of course, previously at Energy Stance. She got her account bagged for sharing some uh, ropey Manchester United gear. How are you doing, Nick? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, yeah, I've stopped that now. I've retired from that. Um, it started again. And um, yeah, I wasn't really expecting anyone to be bothered. And then here I am, still writing, still going. So yeah, thanks for having me on. In all seriousness, uh, folks, if you're listening to Nicole for the first time, I, I genuinely mean this. You have to check out this girl's writing. It is absolutely magnificent. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I'm not just saying that. Um, Nicole is someone I've known, respected professionally for a long, long time. I had her on the podcast just over about a year or so ago. And uh, is a great friend to me, someone I have tremendous respect for uh, and her work. I strongly, strongly suggest you go check it out. Um, because it really is so elegant and brilliant. And um, in fact, I shared her last blog entry on my Twitter timeline, so definitely check it out. Um, Nick, so much to talk about, of course. Um, yes. Something happened on Friday. Did, did something happen on Friday? Something like that, yeah. Uh, I think it was someone came home on Friday and um, <clears throat> wasn't you. You didn't return home on weekends, <laughs> I was going to say. Um, uh, but... Um, Anyhow, Ronaldo, of course, completely out of the blue, um, went from considering doing a power award on Thursday to waking up Friday going, Jesus Christ, can't believe you needed to send Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have a tendency to double in um, a few uh, substances from time to time, performance enhancers. And I genuinely was wondering <laughs> if I was still under the influence um, yeah. of my alchemy. Um, but uh, no, I'm all seriousness. Um, seriously, I woke up, obviously, here in LA, I woke up at six o'clock Friday morning, uh, which is about two o'clock your time, expecting to be greeted with Ronaldo in a city shirt. Uh, One of the first tweets I see is from Fabrizio Romano saying that United have now thrown that hat in the ring and it was still undecided, it was still, who knows, and then things developed quickly from there. And then I thought I saw a tweet from Simon Stone saying that he were out of the race altogether. You know, I just couldn't believe the contrast. What was your thoughts on Friday when this all started coming to light? Uh, do you know something? There's a fine line. There's a very fine line between love and hate. And the night before, actually day before, I was I was close to pretending I didn't care when he was going mm. to think. I was like, do you know what? He's dead to me. But it's like I said, like I wrote about it. It's like I said, when you care so much, it's a very fine line between love and hate. The only reason United fans were so angry, apart from the idiots burning the shirts, because find a better hobby for God's sake. But the only reason we were so angry was because of his legacy and what he means to us. Like, I just couldn't have imagined seeing some, like that Jack Grealish introduction to City. If I would have seen Cristiano Ronaldo doing that, to me, the world would have ended. Like, do you know what I mean? It just like, that would have killed football for me. And then I woke up the next day and then it was just, it just spiralled. You know, what got me was Ferdinand. Real Ferdinand is brilliant at telling you everything without saying a single word. And once I've seen that video and I've seen that smile, I thought, I thought, now nah. I thought, it's not, it's not going to do this to us as a United fan himself. Do you know what I mean? He played for, I thought he, he said, he can't do this to us. And then obviously seeing Fabrizio tweeted. And then I'll be honest with you, I grew up, my generation, don't mean to make you feel old, Phil, <laughs> but my <laughs> my generation, Ronaldo was our hero. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he was he was a number seven of that time. I remember being in high school when he left and I was absolutely heartbroken. Um, I'm not gonna lie. And when I when the news came through that 
from the roller coaster of emotions that we were signing him. I cried. I was in like the WhatsApp chat with the ladies and red girls. We was we was just all completely in shock, happy tears, texting my mom like lifelong United fan myself. I just I, I I still can't believe it. I will not believe it until I see it. I know it's real, but um, I'm only just coming to terms with the fact that we signed Sancho and he's not photoshopped in the United shirt, and now we've signed Ronaldo. So um, I am honestly elated. One last dance with us. Well, you said it didn't make me feel older, but you did. Um, I actually remember the day Ronaldo signed very, very clearly because um, yeah. that's something United spent chasing Ronaldinho. And uh, United had come out to the States then. I remember playing Juventus and everything. Several were home, which is serious not a day. Uh, Van Nistelrooy, everything. And the, the hope was United was going to send Ronaldinho. It certainly looked very probable for the long that longest summer. Uh, Peter Canyon, I remember mm-hmm. coming out at the time saying it's going to be a special news week for Manchester United. And, you know, he made a mess of that deal. Um, probably Ronaldinho wanted to go to Barcelona anyway. So it went from disappointment. I remember where I was when he made his debut against Bolton. And I remember telling my brother not the time, why is this kid special? Because I'd seen him in a sport in Lisbon, um, and, uh, friendly. And, you know, he was just this gangly, you know, spindly-legged kid um, <clears throat> that had just unbelievable balance and ability, but you could see he had to be refined. And there was this, yeah. a decent element of Manchester United support. Uh, maybe it was just um, the circles that I was running. Certainly the red issue circles were... There was a bit of frustration with him the first couple of years because there was a lack of end product. Remember, he's 17 yeah. when he came to it, developed into this truly unbelievable superstar. Um, and then uh, from my own perspective on Thursday, when this first came to light, um, you're forced to look at it from a cynical pragmatism on Thursday because you have to come yeah. to terms with the fact he could go to Manchester City. And look, yeah. he wouldn't have been the first player to do this. Uh, certainly yeah. not even the first icon of Manchester United to do it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. two of the greatest people in our history, Dan Slaw and Sir Matt Bosby, both uh, played for Manchester City. Matt Bosby played for Liverpool <clears throat> also. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps over time, we would have looked back and forgiven that year. Um, but I'm glad we don't have to. You know, when Andy Cole yeah. weren't the city, it was different then. City weren't challenging for titles. It was the a different was- entity back then. Well, the rivalry is intensified. Yeah. You know, I didn't care about Jonathan Macken. I didn't care about Andy Cole. I didn't care about the United players that went and played for City. You know, during that time when Kevin Keegan, Stuart Pearson was there because it wasn't the City that was any threat to United. But in recent times, you know, mm. United and City have had this fervent rivalry. It would have mm. been very painful to see Ronaldo in a City shirt. Just like I've said, they wouldn't have wanted to see Aguero come and sign for United for a year. Right, no. because it would have been painful. And oh yeah, sure, over time you'll look back. But I'm glad we don't have to do that. I'm glad with Ronaldo. Yeah. There is nowhere brushing out that one year of Manchester City or two years or whatever. We don't have to deal with him taking City to a league title. We don't have to deal with him oh. coming to Old Trafford and scoring in a derby. It just it would have you know some things are secret. That would have broken things, my heart. Oh man, I, <laughs> nigga, I would have been devastated. And, and, and uh, honestly, like um, some things are sacred to fans. Ronaldo is adored by Manchester United fans, right? And since he left United, the fans have been very, very respectful, almost more respectful to Ronaldo than his own fans, than at Real Madrid. Mm. Certainly, United fans were showing more love and respect for Cristiano Ronaldo. And in fact, he's come out, he came out and said this, actually, um, when he was at Madrid. You know, um, as soon as he missed a freak, a 40-yard free kick over the bar, they're getting the white hankies out like a, like a teenager in his mass bedroom. <laughs> so, do you, know, do you know what I mean? Or, yeah. Not that I did it in my mass bedroom, but in my own bedroom, I should say. But... Um, <laughs> Anyway, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. But um, you're looking at that going, 
Um, you know, bizarre, uh, fickle fans, but he also, I think what it also does, in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong here, but it cements to me what the club of his heart is. The club of his heart is Manchester United. And there was just something in that Patrice Avra WhatsApp message that says, I'm going to go play for our club. Ah, yeah, that's exactly what I, I exactly what I noticed, and I can I can imagine Patrice sending the text is absolutely insane in the best possible way. Um, but I wrote about and like I actually went back because I thought, did I imagine it? I wrote about the possibility of Ronaldo coming back. I think it was in 2015, six years ago, because every summer we have the debacle of oh Ronaldo's coming back, and it's usually a big massive joke, which is why it's even more hard to believe. Um, and I went back and read it and like, how old was I then? So I would have been in my early 20s then. And I just can't, even though I wrote it, I cannot believe that it, that it came true. And like, I, I ended it with just Viva Ronaldo. And then you heard the fans away, um, what, what it means to them that he's coming home. And another thing that I'm just envisioning in my mind is Fergie's face watching his like football son come on the, I can't, I, I honestly, I don't know I'm going to, I'm going to keep myself together when that happens. Just imagine what his, re- what his reveal video is going to be like. It's going to go insane, you know. For, so, so like I said, when, on Thursday, you're forced to look at this from a different perspective. From, yeah. okay, he, he, so there's pros and cons to everything. And, you know, I'm still handing the dopamine rush, but I think it's dopamine. Um, whenever you look at uh, Ronaldo, um, from the other perspective, right, so... <clears throat> Clearly, one of my criticisms of United, and I still I still stand by this, is uh-huh. that United have wanted to bring Ronaldo back for a long time. Right? Uh-huh. I spoke to somebody on Friday, Friday night, um, who would be very, very close to that whole deal. And uh-huh. it was interesting. The words that they used to me were uh, delighted after a long pursuit, many days, many months. And so I've spoken to people before United about Ronaldo, and I remember asking about yeah. Paul Pogba with Paul Pogba go to Juventus. Um, this was way back to, towards, uh, it was six, seven months ago. And thankfully I put a tweet out there, it saved me on it. Um, asking them if, would, what, what, is, what was the probability of Pogba going to Juventus? And the message to me was, we will not take bonds with our cast-offs and part exchange. I asked about Ronaldo. The answer was not the same. Mm-hmm. The answer was different. The I always had the feeling that United wanted to bring him back. There's the commercial aspect, of course. But look, mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about a guy who scored a, what was it, 101 goals, I think, in 135 games. I had it yeah. in front of me. Uh, it, was a, it was 101 goals in 134 games last season. Truly, or, or Juventus, two Scudettos, his Coppa Italia, outscored Lukaku last season. Normally, you were talking about a 36-year-old, you're talking about someone that is coming to the end of their career where you're, yeah. you're using but this is this guy's not human yeah no is it is a completely it's a different entity mm-hmm. in itself which is what it's funny within the space of a few days out when city was signing him that was respected and upheld and all of a sudden he's passed it now that he's coming mm-hmm. to manchester united but then in another way i think that's a good sign because um we're starting to be feared again and hated again and i i personally i love that um, but yeah, when you think as a 36-year-old footballer, you think they're coming to the end of the end of the career. I mean, obviously he's coming to the end of his career, but if you want a football player at that age, you want it to be Ronaldo. And if you want if you want to finish his career somewhere up, I can't think of a better legacy for him personally and professionally than for Manchester United. Then he will not feel the love anywhere else at any other club than he will from 
when you'll hear it, you'll hear the fans, especially because obviously we've been away. Um, we've been away for however many months with everything that's been going on. That moment for me will be one of the moments that you, that I dreamed of when I was going through like the worst time of so many of our lives. That that will be one of the moments yeah. that I will never forget. It's never. funny. It's funny you say that because um, my reaction to the Sancho sending and the Varane sending was mm. momentary smile. Sancho expected, both of them expected, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, mm-hmm. it wasn't like in the in the old days where you never pull off a saying I'd be ecstatic for a couple of days. It was just sort of, eh, okay. But Ronaldo yeah. was wholly Done. different. I was surprised at how I responded, right? So when I saw this, <laughs> one of the first things that I did, uh, because the day before, um, I'll be talking to my, my uh, 14-year-old son, Aiden, and we were just lamenting Ronaldo going to City and we just... I'm told him all those Ronaldo pictures and a wall are coming down, everything, even even my eight year old. And, um, you know, for me, to, I, I got him out of bed at six, six o'clock in the morning. He hasn't got out of bed at six o'clock in the morning since he went to bed, right? You know, you know what you're saying? He's like, right? <laughs> Run and yeah. grab him, sugar. I'm like, look, 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 look right? They were went nuts, dancing all around the house, you know. And um, it was, first of all, I was trying to understand, was I so happy that he was coming to United or so happy that he wasn't going to City? Was it going to both, You know? Yeah. Um, because if it had to come out the next day that he wasn't going to City, he was going to Benfica or something, or Sporting, I would have been okay with that. I'd have been happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, Just anyone but them. But to see him in many United shirt again, it's hard uh, to describe to people who aren't United fans just how much that means to Manchester United fans. And as fans, are, our hopes and dreams are perennially disappointed. I said this on Toriyote. This is a football club that just a couple of years ago were identifying Jerome Boateng and Sean Longstaff as the solution mm-hmm. to our problems. Now we're looking at the best centre back in the world, arguably, uh, in Varane, Sancho. Ronaldo. Champions League Varane. <laughs> yeah. But now here's the thing, right? Here's one of the things about Ronaldo. So people talk about, you know, what does it say about Manchester? What does it say about Ronaldo? Because see if you if people say, oh, he's gone finished business, you know, he's won everything at United, there's nothing for him to come back for. You know, what's the point? Okay, but see if you're Ronaldo and you want to go start taking it easy and you want to retire, you don't come to England, you don't come to Manchester no. United, you go to LA, you go to Qatar, you go somewhere else, you don't yeah. come here or you don't come yeah. to Manchester United. So Ronaldo isn't going to Manchester United because he wants to retire. He wants to take it easier because he's not He hungry. wants to win. Yeah, he wants to win. The other thing that is, think about this, right? So when we watched the game at the weekend, right? The, the, we were all happy with the lineup for the most part. Mm-hmm. Happy that Varane was starting and happy that Sancho was starting. The focus and the scrutiny on them were huge. Now, Sancho mm-hmm. didn't play well, but think about when Ronaldo comes in. All that focus changes no longer is Sancho under that type of pressure. No longer is Mason yeah. Greenwood under that type of pressure. No longer yeah. is it's all Ronaldo's going to take all that off them, right? Yeah. And so that's going to allow them the time to develop to just the tempo. Yeah. I mean, people remember, didn't Sancho hasn't played that many Premier League games prior to him coming mm-hmm. to Old Trafford? So mm-hmm. I think uh, he needs time to adapt to the tempo again in the Premier League. You heard Varane say how quick that game was against Wolves. It was lightning. Yeah. So um, yeah. I think Ronaldo is really going to help with that. Yeah, no, completely. And like if you mentioned Greenwood, like at the age he is to, to be playing alongside Ronaldo, it's, just, it's almost scary because I think I've mentioned this before, like it's it's frightening in a way Greenwood's potential and I don't want to overhype him because I don't want this, this thing, especially in this country where like we hype players up to bring them down, but it's actually frightening me to think his capabilities already 
like this season already he's scored in the home kit, the away kit and the third kit. He's not he's not normal, he's a machine. And now Ronaldo, one of the, if not the best players in the world right now, he's going to come along and he's going to play under him and people are finding the negatives. I'm sorry, I can't find one. I am buzzing. I can't be, could not be happier. So many things to be excited about. Can't wait this Newcastle game. The, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely unbelievable. What is the focus going to be like? The scrutiny going to be like? Um, and you only need to look, if you ever want to get an idea of just how big both matches needed and Ronaldo is, you only need to look at what happened on Friday and, and the reaction to that announcement. Um, look at the metrics, the social media metrics on you know, the likes, retweets, downloads, mm. the fact that players were tweeting like fans. Anybody who'd ever come at yeah. them, Peter Ronaldo was tweeting a picture of him, look, 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 if you all want to be <laughs> associated with that brand and associated with everything else. Yeah. I was listening to Madematic talk about how many people have been asking for saying Ronaldo shirts. I'm sure everyone's getting about that. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, absolutely I think massive. the most like. Um, the most like social media post ever, I think, um, on Instagram was Ronaldo's announce- announcement. I think that speaks for itself. Truly incredible. And um, out of 250 to the market, kept in Manchester United on their shares. I know it's paper money, it's temporary, but still it gives you an idea of the impact Cristiano Ronaldo will have commercially and everything else. Um, I think, uh, you know, the message out of United prior to the Ronaldo situation was very, very emphatic and steadfast. No more signings until unless a major outgoing or two you know happens which was unlikely at that point yeah. we'll talk about Dan James in a bit um, obviously Ronaldo's a special case right that is mm-hmm. one where you know that's you find the money to find to sign Ronaldo in the same way PSG yeah. did with Messi because the payback's mm-hmm. massive commercially massive wonder, yeah. how, wonder how Nike feel about it I'm sure they're not too thrilled in being on the Adidas shirt <laughs> and saying to the sales to the roof um, so, you know, so many things to be positive about. Um, yeah. Does he have to wear a number seven shirt? Uh, do you know what, right? I, I, I've said that everyone just needs to chill, right? I know it's a number and I know it's iconic and stuff like that, but the amount of abuse I've seen Cavani getting, like, I'm not being funny, last week you was all singing his name, saying he's the king mm-hmm. of Uruguay. Well, not everyone. And now everyone's ambassador. All I can say is I... I just want to enjoy this moment and embrace this. There was a point last year where football wasn't being played and I, I'm not going to moan whether Ronaldo wears a number seven shirt or not. Ronaldo is a Manchester United player again. Mm-hmm. Listen to them words, say them out loud, keep saying them until it sinks in. Do you know what I mean? If there's a number seven, brilliant. I'm just going to wear my old retro Ronaldo shirt, number seven anyway. Yeah, I'm going to wear my Cavani seven shirt. Yeah, I love Cavani. Do you know what I mean? Like, Just let, let it be. That's what I say. Stop stressing. You'll have something else to moan about soon enough. Well, I think United will learn from the last time they sent an Asian legend and took the shirt off an existing player, gave it to him, and the consequences that caused with Ibrahimovic and Martial. Yeah. So I, I'm sure, given Cavani's status, given the fact that he's no longer being called up for Uruguay, by the way, yeah, um, I'm sure United will handle this properly. And yeah. if Ronaldo gets that number seven shirt, it won't be because... I know there's talks about that he's already registered, Milan, but I do think, from what I understand, I could be wrong on this, that if Cavani, Cavani could actually um, change his number, give it back to Ronaldo, <clears throat> give it to some, give it to Ronaldo, and wear a different one. But let's say that's a possibility. If that was to happen, mm-hmm. I believe that would only be done 
with Cavani volunteering it rather than being asked. And that's the way it should be, in my yeah. opinion. Because he's Cavani's well aware that Ronaldo but wants that the, shirt. But at the same time, he doesn't deserve abuse for me. Do you know what absolutely I mean? Like, These are so absolute are so You know, like uh, last season I was like, I cannot wait, I cannot wait. I really hope Cavani extends his um stage with us for another year so we can have like the fans at Old Trafford singing his name. And he's had that like for a couple of fixtures. And now people are turning against him. Absolutely not. I will respect whatever happens. And regardless, I'm just going to keep saying Ronaldo's a Manchester United player again. I don't care. One of the problems with social media is um, it's given a voice to arseholes, right? And, oh, yeah. Uh, no about that. <laughs> you see this with Solskjaer, right? Where the commentary over Solskjaer is just ridiculous. You know, everything yeah. for, for his for, for his critics, everything that's wrong, Solskjaer's fault, and everything that goes right is, is down to somebody else. And see that that yeah. type of commentary I can't have. See if you're either all in or all out, you should be ignored because nobody should be hundred percent certain either way, mm-hmm. right? And to think that the Solskjaer hasn't moved this football club forward, you know, it's just not commensurate with the reality, right? It just is yeah. nonsense. And when you look yeah. at what he's done, you look at the football club. The signings that we've made this summer were unthinkable two, three years ago. Unthinkable. Right? I can't believe it. And so this is this is a sign of progress. The fact that United have broken the record for the longest unbeat. Anyone, you know, when you're a social critic, you'll find a way to write anything off, right? Now, it's not a trophy, yeah. but it's a marker of in progress. Right? Yeah, if it was anybody else, it would be pretty. Of course, but, you know, so, be unbelievable. When, 29 yeah. unbeaten games away from home is absolutely unbelievable accomplishment. Yeah. Right? Um, so from that perspective, look, there's so much to be happy about, um, to be optimistic about. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is not the Manchester that we would see on the Mourinho that would, you know, put 10 men behind the ball, kill a game, play percentage football, grand did a win, and you might as well have watched it on teletext. So much. I mean, <laughs> what would he, I mean, he couldn't get um, all the world, right? Um, can you imagine the, you know, what he's Annie thinking Flair. right now? Honestly. It's like, I've, it's like I've, lived, I've lived more than one life sometimes, honestly. But I think the key word you just said then is progress, because Ole has got us, pro, has progressed us. And also... Having said that, I people I get abused because I back I back Solskjaer. I'm not backing him to the point of where I don't criticize him. There are some times I scratch my head. There are some times I'm like, like obviously, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, when I criticize him, when criticism's due, I will praise him when that's due as well. Having said all that, with these names he's getting in now, there is nowhere for him to hide. Like, yes. however brilliant it is breaking records, it's now time to put your money where your mouth is. I've backed him all the way. Um, but we do we do need silverware. Um, I can't handle the heartbreak of last season again. He needs silverware, and um, I believe he can do it. Well, Solskjaer's viewed through a different lens than most people, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, very few managers are under pressure to win with purity, right? So, most managers, mm-hmm. if they win, that's enough. But Solskjaer mm-hmm. has to win doing a couple of different things, right? So, when he wins, his critics usually negated by saying the opposition or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's good. It isn't enough just to win, as we saw at the weekend. He has to win yeah. playing exciting attacking football that dominates almost every minute of every game. Right? Also, if he doesn't have a sufficient smattering of young players from the academy, which this isn't mm-hmm. expected of anyone else, we're sitting here being told it's fundamental to Manchester City's title challenge that they send a £150 million striker after sending a £100 million winger. But for some reason, mm-hmm. that's not expected of Solskjaer, who's got two academy graduates 
in typically in United's front three, in Mason Greenwood and Marcus Rashford. When United needed a striker, they threw in Marcus Rashford. They threw in Mason yeah. Greenwood. They didn't. No one said Sosko needs to go and get a hundred fifty million pound striker, or says he has to get a hundred fifty million defen- defensive midfielder to win the league. So mm-hmm. he has to win with a sufficient smattering of young players, or you're going to get an article from Ollie Holtz saying United have abandoned their identity. Right? Mm. Yeah. And if he doesn't win playing exciting attack on football, by the way, can I just say, out, yep. in contrast to that, I don't think I've recognised Manchester United as Manchester United the way that I do now for a very long time. I'm starting to feel like I'm watching um, the club that I grew up watching. So I've just wanted to say that on the balance. Carry well, on. Well, you know, first of all, if if why so are, are you are, are they by definition admitting that Man City and Chelsea have no identity, right? Because mm. these are this is not expected of them. Right, mm. and at least with Chelsea, they they are putting some academy kids in. Reese James, we've seen, yeah. we've seen Mason Mount, right? They are doing that, yeah. right? For, for credit to them, you know, but they spent enough money in that academy. Why can't Pep Guardiola go to do what, what Solskjaer had to do or Van Hal had to do? Why can't he go to his academy and pick one of those young players out and say, you know what, son, we spent an absolute fortune on this academy? Um, yeah, and, and, and I'm a coach who, by the way, is on record in the past complaining about mm-hmm. the fact that people just buy their way out of trouble, right? Yeah. So I think when I when I looked at Pep Guardiola's press conference on Friday, <laughs> it was uh, honestly it, it was reminiscent of a, of a spoiled child who didn't get their way um, on mm. their birthday, didn't get the presents that they wanted, um, and had the, you know when he talked about Harry Kane, wish him all the best with his career in London. I mean, you know, yeah. and um, you know Petter. with Ronaldo <laughs> and all that there, and you know Daniel Levy's just wonderful. No one's under obligation to sell to you, nobody. And, no. you know, Manchester, how many players have you never missed out on because clubs have refused to sell players? Tons of them. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's so, um, you know, the fact that United will have as many academy gra- City Academy graduates in their team that City will, you know, really is a, a bad look with Jaden Sancho when they've got Phil Foden, and that's about it. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I don't want to keep talking about Man City because, um, you know, that's not what we're here to do. Uh, for United... It will also add to Ronaldo's appeal that he knocked Man City back. So if he comes to Old Trafford this season, scores 20, 25 plus goals, especially against City away, mm-hmm. we are going to have a field day with that. <laughs> have a look at our best life. It'll make <laughs> it all well. It's worth, it's worth it anyway, but now it's just to, to watch it all unfold because I have remembered every single comment I've seen from last mention of City fans. I've seen him put the profile pictures with Ronaldo in a city top, which he never adorned, by the way, never. Um, and and then the next day, he doesn't exist and he's finished and he's old and he's not going to do anything. So I'm just soaking all this in, just waiting for it to unfold. I, I'm just enjoying the moment. It's funny, you see, um, when, when, when these rumours first came out, we've all been fighting football long enough to know that... Um, you know, um, loyalty and those things are things that belong to fans, right? Very few players will yeah. occur. So we're not surprised by much anymore, right? <clears throat> but mm-hmm. when that Photoshop picture of Ronaldo came out in the Man City shirt, that's what got that me first. Sick. That was that's whenever sick. it got to me and said, oh my God, this is going to bother me so much more than what I think it would. Yeah. Right? Anywhere because, but there. Yeah, because I looked at that and I'm like, you know, I almost, I, I almost was sick in my mouth. I don't want to see him yeah. go there. I right? physically sick, yeah. Uh, and so um, I looked at that and I thought, uh, you know, I, I can't bear the thought of him going to the city. Uh, there's a couple of other things that um, I want to talk about because when we talk about how different Manchester United are, um, 
Manchester United now a football club that players want to stay rather than players want to get out of, right? Yeah. And so when we look at um, Pogba, for example, I have mm-hmm. a feeling that Pogba will send a new contract because most of his problems go back to yeah. Mourinho, truth, truth be told. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think to myself, where else can he go that's better than where he's at right now? And maybe he goes mm-hmm. to Real Madrid if Mbappe goes, I don't know. But mm-hmm. Manchester United are not a football club you want to leave anymore. No, if he was staying on the probability of like big names coming in and a, a squad that's a lot stronger and a, a team that's capable of winning titles, then he's, he's on the way to what he wanted, isn't he? So I, I, a happy Pogba makes happy fans. I love, I love seeing his link up with Bruno. I love, and they don't, we don't have to pit him against each other. Like, look at the bond they have. I love to see that. And like you say with Solskjaer, like the players are happier. You don't, it's just, it's literally written all over the face. Um, and I don't think he gets enough praise for his man management. I really don't. And I also think people underestimate that he's not this happy, smiley guy all the time. Because if he was, um, nothing would change. Well, if you don't respect your boss, you don't like your boss, you aren't convincing your mates to come work at your, you know, at your place of employment. So we're mm-hmm. sitting here supposed to believe that Pogba was desperate to leave Manchester United for whatever reason. But he's also yeah. on the phone to Rafael Varane trying to convince him to come to Manchester United. That doesn't make sense. Something isn't no. right there. Because you would think the opposite would happen, and the opposite was happening before when United were yeah. players. Players would call and say, "Don't come here." You know, Mourinho's this or or Van Hal or whatever. You know? Yeah. And then you have players leaving, and now United are being criticised for players not leaving. Well, players don't want to leave Manchester United, right? And this yeah. is one of the biggest fundamental differences between United in comparison to other clubs. Mm-hmm. Players want. Look, you look at Villa. Villa's paying twenty million to get out of Arsenal. Right mm-hmm. now, what it's not, I don't know if that's a bad look for if that's a good look for Villain or a terrible look for Arsenal. But players don't want I guarantee you, Don James would prefer to stay at Manchester United than go to Leeds because he knows it's a step yeah. down, he knows Ronaldo's yeah. coming, everyone wants to be there, but he has to ask himself serious questions. I commend him for doing it, I commend him just I, I, respect, I respect him for doing that rather Me than too. just like sitting back and basically giving his crow and like. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what do you got? He, he obviously he was a squad player for us. We've got like the mm-hmm. memories of his debut against Chelsea and stuff. The horrendous abuse that he's endured, like from from like United fans, I just like I, I respect him. I wish him the best. Obviously, I don't like the club that he's going to, but regardless of that, um, I I wish him the best, and I, I completely respect his decision. I'd much rather him do that at the age that he is than sit on a bench and rot for the rest of his career. So good luck to him. The fact that he's just not against us. But here's the, here, you, if, you, if you wanted you know, another indication of the progress he needed, he is a perfect personification of that. Because when he was signed, he was signed for a Manchester United that doesn't exist anymore. That's since evolved, right? He was signed for a Manchester United team that played a counter-attack. It was a one-trick yeah. pony. Like when Solskjaer first came in, they played that counter-attack in football. They were magnificent, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. They had that period for a few months where they were just unplayable. He comes in, right? And he plays in a Manchester United team that plays on the counter-attack. Then United get found out after a few games where teams just start sitting mm-hmm. in low against them and they don't get space in behind. And yeah. if you deny Dan James space and you let make him play in front of you, he's quite limited. Doesn't have tremendous technical ability to get away from players, you know, and, and you, you negate his biggest strength, which is his pace, right? Then United sign Fernandez that January. Then they uh, become a possession. Yeah, well, then they, then they know they have to sign Fernandez because... They need to be able to break teams down, having possession mm-hmm. of the ball, which they couldn't do because they didn't have the creativity. Neither mm-hmm. a possession-based team that also affects Dan James. 
United have improved and evolved so much that Dan James was the answer to the question a few years ago. Now yeah. he's no longer good enough to get in the Manchester United team. He's not yeah. going to keep out Rashford. He's not keeping out Mason Greenwood. He's not keeping out Sancho. Mm-hmm. He's not keeping out Ronaldo. So um, lovely kid. Never caused United to manage bother. And uh, 30 million is a good price for him. Yeah. I completely agree. I wish I wish him the utmost best. And like you say, I think it's another step towards our progress. And that's not in disrespect to him. It's just like if you look a few years ago at our starting lineup send compared to now, you just like you just wouldn't believe we would have got to this point. And I think it's such a shame that people still don't accept that there has been progress made. I'm not saying that it can't get better, but and it shouldn't get better, but um the difference is insane. Well, there's no question that and you're right now concerned that Solskjaer is at the point in his career at Manchester United. He's had enough money, he's had enough time, he's had enough Cross time roads. to shape that team in his image. It is in his image. There's no doubt that United are a much healthier place than where he was when he took over. But this mm-hmm. really is the make or break year for me with Solskjaer. It's, if yeah. Solskjaer is sitting at the end of the season, uh, finish, even if he finishes second to me with no trophy, yeah. I think it's so... I, I can't. Yeah, I think, and I love him, right? Because like I've said many times, his status as a legend is not in question here, right? Just like Doug Leach's was in Liverpool when he was manager, right? Solskjaer could get sacked and still he'll still be a legend, United fans. And, you know, he's been a wonderful custodian of the football club the last few years. But what we're asking is, is he a world-class manager to take Manchester United the trophies, the trophies that he also so desperately wants United to see. That's a question no one knows the answer to. So anyone that's made their mind up is doing so out of bias either way. Yeah. 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 I completely, I completely agree. Like I think at at the end of the season, I think hopefully he would have answered a lot of his critics. And if not, then I still think he should be commended for doing the dirty work, which has helped, which will help us in the long run. It's just whether he's the man to, um, to reap the rewards for it, or not? Let me ask you about uh, Danny Van der Beek because here is a strange situation. Oh, Danny! <laughs> so here's the thing, right? So Danny Van der Beek is still. I, I wish he had been fit for the Euros. He badly needed the Euros, right? He yeah. is still, but he, he's at the he's at a point he's at the threshold where he's risking this, but he's still got a very healthy reputation in football. Right. Yeah. Still, if it, you know, I know you needed had some offers for him um, this summer, but here's here's the thing for me, Nick. I think United should have made their mind up about Van der Beek at the beginning of the summer because here's why. He is. Let's say he's a world class midfielder, potentially world class midfielder. There, there, mm-hmm. there. You can't be sitting there when you badly need a midfielder. You can't be sitting carrying one like that, where you say, yeah. "Look, we we need everyone." who can play midfield at this football club to be a very serious first-team contender, mm-hmm. right? We need mm-hmm. to make sure that if you are a Manchester United player, you are solving a problem for us. You are giving us an answer to a question that we badly need. Danny yeah. Van de Beek hasn't played a single minute of football this season. If he's not yeah. the if you can't get on when you're beating Leeds 5-1, and you can't mm-hmm. get on against Wolves away when you need to go, when is mm-hmm. the answer? When is he the answer to the question? And if if he's not the answer to any question, surely United yeah. should have done more to move him out to get a defensive midfielder in in his place, so that we're yeah. not carrying players. I, I completely agree because it's got it's got to the point where it's like, why did we sign him? It's getting like it's getting to the point where it will be a bit embarrassing for him, and it's just like. 
I don't know, just seeing his little face just sitting mm. there and it's just like we we cry we're crying out for that type of player, but we're not starting him. It's like is he some is he something that we don't know behind the scenes? And then you go back and think of like um his introduction, like Van der Sar and everything, and it just it, it should have it should have been magic, but for whatever reason it just doesn't work out like that. So really it should have already been settled. It, it, it's a answer that I, I really I really don't know. I don't know. It's, it's funny because one of the things that we don't see is we don't see a lot of coverage on what the problem is, right? Yeah. And that's because when you ask, you get really vague answers. So yeah. the, the only answer I've been given more than once, <clears throat> and I'm not sure I trust this, um, mm. is that he doesn't hold shape. He wanders, right, into different positions where um, he gets caught out. And I remember, I can't remember, I think it was Southampton, I can't remember what game it was. Mm. Well, I can't remember. It was at home, and I remember Solskjaer bollocking him, right, for being yeah. stuck way, way, way out in the left. Mm-hmm. And But here's the, here's the thing that I have a question mark over. Imagine you're Danny van der Beek. How do you recover the confidence that you can be a vital Manchester United player that you can convince your manager of that and that mm-hmm. you're, you are still good enough, or I don't know if it's good enough, but still capable of being a big player for Manchester United when you don't play. How do you get that confidence? This, is, that, this, this is a thing. Yeah, and like, and then when he does, like, when he has, not does, when he has had the odd bit of game time and he gets criticised, but I just, I think, I just don't think it's warranted because he needs a run of games to be judged on, but he's just not getting a run of games to be judged on. So it's a, it's a head that is one of the things where, like I said to you, I don't always agree with the manager in this case. I don't understand his, his thought process. Time will tell. Well, I think, see if he'd been brought in a year before, would have mm. been done. You take a look how long Fred got to find his feet and how many bad yeah. games he had. But see, I, yeah. that, that doesn't exist anymore. The question I is, and I think we all collectively agree that he needed defensive midfielder. Can you need one league with Fred? Um, <laughs> um, I don't want to. I don't want to say no, but at the same time, I think sometimes he is more of detriment to the game than he is to actually of helping the game. And like, but he just he's always he's always so angry at his own mistakes. I don't I don't understand it. I think what and you I don't saw... I don't like I don't like to criticize players for you know me I really don't like to criticize players but what I'm saying is like I don't want to say we can't win anything with him but what I'm saying is like if a player's on and he's causing more harm and if if we was one player left there's an issue there. I think what you saw yesterday was one of the concerns that Solskjaer has and one of the reasons why he played McTominay is I think he fears when Fred gets isolated one on one because the damage mm-hmm. only just kept rinsing him. And um, he didn't have Size the physical, tactical attribute to do anything about that. And so mm-hmm. I think uh, you know, clearly Solskjaer is aware of the problem. Um, Jesse Lingard, of course, is a player heavily linked away in this window. Jesse Lingard, yeah. from what I'm told, it's very, very unlikely he's going to leave. He'll, he'll stay in faith mm-hmm. for his place. I think that's a mistake on his part because I don't see the problem why he left still exists. He's not getting ahead of Bruno Fernandes. So nope. if he's not getting ahead of Bruno Fernandes, he's not going ahead of Bruno Fernandes in the next six months, right? So mm-hmm. that six months at West Ham will quickly be forgotten about, right? Yep. Now, I still believe in six months he'd get a decent move because you only have six months left on his contract, but I still feel mm-hmm. it's a mistake on Lingard's part to stay. Um, yeah. I'm quite confident if Nita got a good offer for him, they'd have sold him, right? Yeah. Um, but those offers weren't forthcoming. 
Um, and you, you need to get blamed for this, but we brought up one point about the fact that players don't leave. The other point is, you take a look at what George Mendes did the minute um, Ronaldo uh, communicated the Juventus didn't want to stay. He got to move like that. Why aren't these players here just doing that? You talk a look at Vigan, yeah. you take a look, you know, uh, and I'm going to get to Phil Jones and Mike, so this is an important point I want to bring up, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, players don't want to leave United anymore, and uh, secondly, <clears throat> if they do, that's an agent's job. United don't ring clubs and say, here's a player for sale, here's a player for sale, here's a player for sale. <laughs> United don't, it's not football manager. <laughs> they communicate that to an agent, your client's available, and, I can give it. and it's his job or her job to bring respect, interested parties with, with the, and they'll tell them, just like Jaden Sancho was told by Dortmund the year before, this is how much it's going to take for us to sell you. You go bring me an offer of that amount, we mm-hmm. will sell you. He wasn't able to do it, but you know, other agents of players that you needed that are available aren't able to do it either. And it's not just because yeah. of how much money they're on. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously, it's not as simple as that. Like you were saying about Jesse Lingard, it's a shame, like, for his own sake. Like, obviously, like, when we were seeing, like, he didn't get in the England squad last time and stuff, and I seen him watching us like a fan. Um, Obviously, you'd want it, you'd want him to get um to get into the squad for next year. And then he had, like, he had a really good half of season. Um, getting involved in goals and assists, he's not going to get that here. He's not going to get playing time here. But like you say, it's not, it's not that. It's not as simple as we can't force people to come and get players. Um, but yeah. Well, we well Lingard, Lingard, I, I almost compare with the Devon, Danny Van der Beek, where Lingard gets in a new environment, has confidence, yeah. right, and all of a sudden you see it in his game because he's playing for someone that he feels believes in him, trusts in him. Um, you mm-hmm. know, he's a Tagro player, all that. And he gets that confidence back in this game. You see a whole different player. Um, he yeah. didn't have that in it because that confidence and belief was gone. The fans, the focus, mm-hmm. the pressure is unbelievable. Um, another player, and we've got a couple of minutes left, that um, it, it also looks like he badly needs a move. Uh, be interested mm-hmm. to see if Ronaldo revitalizes him as Anthony Martial. Um, looks like yeah. to me a guy that isn't particularly happy with his surroundings. <sighs> yeah. I thought it's for her. It's so difficult for me with Martial because, like, I still remember his debut and how excited it was and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But now it's just like he has the talent. Does he have the effort? And, like I said, it's not, I'm not criticizing him. But at the same time, there's only so many chances. There's only so many chances you can give. And, like, you can't, you can't live in the past. We have to move forward. Um, it, it's like basically, do you use hard work or do you use talent? And at the moment, um, I don't see the hard work coming from him. Well, and whether that's a confidence thing or not, then we need to do the best thing for both parties because, again, he does have the potential and I would like to see him wherever he goes and get the best out of it. Well, one of the things I've said that's different about United today is there's consequences for failure. So in the yeah. past, you could have bad seasons and still stay. That's not happening anymore. Um, mm-hmm. With the money that you need to get for Dan James, as has been said many times on social media, and I'll confirm it, United are not going to use that money to reinvest in a midfielder before the end of the window. They're going to use that um, to contribute towards the bottom line of the right day. So, um, so, you know, so, um, <laughs> so we're not going to see another midfielder. But what I would say, look, we're, we're, we're in September, right? October, November, December. So basically January is just over three months away, three, four months away. It's not that far. Happy New Year. Yeah. So if Van der Beek <laughs> is still in a situation in January, I expect yes. Van der Beek will leave. I think you know, mm-hmm. it will do something in January. If And and football clubs are still going to be in a desperate situation in January. Be players available. I think um, that's something you know, will look to do in January. If 
that problem still exists. I want to yeah. also quickly mention like something that really bothered me last week. Um, mm -hmm. It was real Ferdinand's absolutely despicable attack on Phil Jones saying, which, which by the way makes bullshit logic nonsense anyway, right? <clears throat> There's certain yeah. things I could say about real Ferdinand that I won't say on this podcast, um, but I worked with Rio Ferdinand and Jamie Morley. I have a saint mm -hmm. in the house, which is Garland Dawson, guys. With a lot, that was the last year he was under Moyes when he desperately wanted out and he wanted to come to the States. Don't and, remind me of them, Dave. Yeah, um, well, he wanted to come to the States anyway. Um, and I, he was asking to help get him a move out here. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'm not going to elaborate on too much more, but let me just say this. Yeah, Phil Jones didn't ask to be injured. It's not his fault that he's constantly injured. To criticize someone because they're too sick to work, quite frankly, mm -hmm. to me, is despicable. Right? Mm -hmm. I know lots of native fans are unhappy about Phil Jones, but I want to I want to want to say a couple of things. Right? Phil mm -hmm. Jones lost lost his career to injury. Not once did he choose any of this, and because he makes it's such famous, a shame. But because he makes decent amount of money, it's not a metric for saying he's not entitled to empathy, right? Mm -hmm. Solskjaer rightfully came out and defended him. Rio Ferdinand, a guy who <clears throat> I forgot to um, take a drugs test after United made him the most expensive footballer in the world, defender in the world, who then proceeded to meet with Peter Kenyon and Chelsea behind Sir Alex Ferguson's back, who rightfully came out and slaughtered him for it. Right. Um, certainly Rio wasn't hunting his wages back during those nine months he was suspended. So a young player from the academy could come through. He didn't think about young players when he went to QPR, you know, in their academy. Um, and I still trying to figure out how a player who's not available for selection can keep anybody out of the team. Right. I mean, yeah. when Marcus Rashford got his chance, I'm quite certain after asking Franz Hope why, because it was down to injuries. As so many yeah. young players do get their chance. So I don't know how Phil Jones keeps a young player out of Manchester United. And if you're not good enough to get Manchester United's first team because Phil Jones having an injury is keeping you out, then maybe you're not good enough for Manchester United. Absolute <laughs> nonsense. Real Ferdinand, despicable attack on him. Um, not, not commensurate with, 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 with logic anyway. Uh, someone who's got his own checkered past and someone who I won't go into his personal life, it's all over the media while his wife had cancer, um, I dare him go after Phil Jones, who's never, it's not Phil Jones's fault, right? Yeah. And, and I'm angry about it because the last person who should be advertising themselves as a beacon of morality and questioning anybody is real Ferdinand. Do you know what? I feel... I feel sympathy for Phil Jones and I feel bad for even feeling sympathy for him because like no football player wants to, no man wants you to feel sorry for them. Do you know what I mean? Like he didn't want any of this. I think one of the saddest things I ever heard was like, he didn't think he'd want as a testimonial because he doesn't yes. think anyone would show up. Like imagine saying that about yourself, all the abuse you got on, on social media and things like that. And then, um, and then basically he's just sitting on the sidelines watching. Yeah, he gets, but he gets paid a lot of money. Money isn't um, and doesn't buy happiness. Well, um, it doesn't. By the way, Nick, most players at the highest level are insured. So when they're injured, insurance companies are paying their wages, right? Mm -hmm. So United will have an insurance policy, a collective insurance policy, and all their players 
Phil Dunn's yeah. included in that. I'd be amazed if um, they weren't paying his wages, right? But the thing is, um, Phil Jones isn't keeping anybody out of Manchester United. He isn't keeping anybody out of the first team. He isn't keeping anybody out of anything. He's a guy that's had unbelievable misfortune. And if we're going to sit here and show empathy to <clears> anyone <throat> else because of their physical health or mental health, whatever, then Phil Jones is entitled to empathy. It's not his fault. Yeah. And it was a despicable attack. And you'll notice Phil Jones didn't say anything in reverse in return. If Siva was me, I'd have eviscerated Ferdinand and he deserved every bit of it. Um, so uh, to me, despicable attack on Phil Jones and you see the arseholes that are turned around saying I agree with Rio, right? That's just because you either lack a moral compass or you lack a brain. Mm -hmm. But see, you better hope you are never too sick to work, right? Something yeah. happens to you or you get hurt, which is not your fault. And then I'll mm -hmm. ask you, do you agree? Because it's not his fault. And uh, to me, yeah. the guy lost his entire career to injury. And I think maybe United fans, when we talk about loyalty from players from Ronaldo, how can you talk about loyalty from players from Ronaldo when you're abusing Jesse Lingard, when you're abusing Alison Cavani, when you're abusing Phil Jones? You don't deserve loyalty. Yeah. Right? And these and wankers that eviscerate Solskjaer, weirdos. There's such, um, there's such like a lot of talk as well about mental health and stuff but then at the same time they say things like that it doesn't it doesn't mm -hmm. add up even like the manager like he had a twitter account a few years ago he no longer has a twitter account there's one reason for that and that's because of abuse and and yeah you can say well don't well don't read it well don't look at it it's 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 a lot easier said than done it doesn't excuse the fact that just because you have the ability to criticize someone with your fingertips that you should do you know what i mean i don't know if i stand in front of your window my lawyer, the answer is enjoy your curtains you know, you know it, it, it's like, hey, could you not stand in front of me, right? Yeah. So I'm just like, that's not a solution. It's I never yeah. like people that say, well, if you don't like it, don't do that. No, no, no the solution is to fix the problem. Yeah. Not this is an either or the season. And so yeah. abuse, look, social media is just a murder human behavior, right? Um, and so uh, to me, I think uh, the, the abuse is despicable. I, we all know that's a part of social media, it's just part of life. Um, but uh when it comes to stuff like that, I just don't like it. Now, I don't like real Ferdinand going in two-footed on, on anyone like that, especially mm -hmm. for someone that um, a lot could be said, right? And I'm not going to say it, but a lot could be said. So um, anyway, <clears throat> um, disappointing. And, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with also criticizing Solskjaer, but for the people that are myopic, that can't do anything other than, and, and yeah, I think yeah. you know some of the people I'm talking about, that yes. go on social media with these ridiculous rants and then complain when someone comes at them with the same tone. Um, criticism, totally fine. It comes with a territory. But if you mm -hmm. can only criticize them, then you should be ignored because you can't, you're not capable of being objective. And there is no 100% either way. Folks, as I was saying, check yeah. out this girl at Miss Nicole Deans. You got anything Thanks, to, to say, Nick, before you go? Um, thanks for having me on and come on United. Anna, absolute pleasure. And roll on Newcastle. <laughs> yes, we all can't wait to Newcastle. Um, enjoy the international break. Check out this lady's work at Miss Nicole Deans. I'll obviously tweet the link in the uh, link to this podcast. Definitely check her out. Her work is exceptional. And um, it is a pleasure of a lifetime to have her on. Nick, all the best. Thank you. Uh, one more thing. Shout out to the girls, um, ladies in red YouTube, Soph, Meg, um, Zara. Natalie, myself, and Emma. Yes, I've had Give the pleasure of going on. Well. Definitely you check have. it out. Um, brilliant, those ladies, fanatic on Manchester United fans, brilliant commentary. And uh, 
they're all they're all magnificent so definitely check it out um nick all the best thanks very much for coming on thank you Phil. Speak yes. to you soon.